The Money Show. Business Unusual. With Colin Cullis. Business Unusual is brought to you by Workforce Staffing. Could a gig economy be key in tackling unemployment? I think so. Workforce Staffing's agile solutions do just that. Colin Cullis Broadcasting. Radio, sound, audio, the miracle that we utilize to uh, talk to each other each and every single week um, is changing. And changing so there, there we go. I was wondering, it's changing so oh. much that, that it's not working anymore, <laughs> and that would be a pity, but it is good. One of the one of the challenges that, that that come with the entire thing. So yes, it is changing, and in some respects, that is it. I mean, ultimately, humans and their need to communicate with each other and the means by which they communicate <clears throat> that that for the most part has stayed the same. Uh, when radio, the radio industry was first created, because we had this new technology to allow for a broadcast, one person could now reach thousands and millions, uh, you know, without having to literally go and see they'll be in front of them all. Uh, and then when the internet came along and streaming was uh, possible, well, those those broadcasts now weren't uh, restricted to where there was a transmitter or, or you were with a receiver, uh, but effectively all you needed was a computer or two computers and, and, and they could connect and you could listen. Podcasting is, is arguably then the next thing where rather than having to listen to something live, you can consume it after the fact or when you wanted it and I put podcasting and sort of audiobooks in, in the same sort of bracket of prepared things that you can listen to on demand. And then now there's these uh, chat apps, audio chat apps that represent effectively what live radio does, but in a way that uh, shifts them away from people who own radio licenses or, or people who want to run online streaming radio stations into something that is a little more app-based. And so you don't have to be you know, a, a technically proficient with how radio stations operate or have to call into stations and know how to do that. You simply open up an app, choose a room that you like, join the room. And if you want to make a point, you kind of raise your hand and, and, and you can go ahead. Now, for somebody listening who doesn't know much about audio chat apps and the one in particular that's getting a lot of the buzz is one called Clubhouse. But they might say, well, I can do that on uh, Zoom. I can do that on Skype. I can do that on any of those things. I simply connect with a bunch of people. I turn my camera off uh, and I'm having a conversation with them, which is true. Uh, but because this and these other apps like this effectively ensure there is no text, there is no pictures, there is no video, it is a pure audio-only app, um, that it does offer something kind of like the way radio does. So if you were, for example, commuting between two places, uh, having to read something on the screen like Twitter or watch something like YouTube isn't going to work for you. But having something on that works like a radio uh, potentially would work a lot easier. And then should you wish to uh, make a comment or something, you can just reach over, tap your screen, that registers your your willingness to want to to say something. Uh, and you you might be called upon and say, oh, okay, Bruce, Bruce has got a question. Go ahead, Bruce, very much uh, Col- like a radio Col- I, I, I want to ask you to take three steps back here because I've, I've received, um, because I'm incredibly popular, um, several in- <laughs> invites to join Clubhouse. And I've gone, why would I bother? Why would I care to have yet another app on my blooming phone when I can't cope with the ones that I've got already? Um, please just explain the idiot's guide, please. Three simple steps to what Clubhouse is, why it exists, and why I should even be paying attention and maybe going back to the people who've invited me and saying, could I have another invite, please? I think I might uh, defer to somebody else from, from The Verge, uh, Ashley Carman, who they recently covered this one and, and picked up that notion that says, but isn't this just radio? And so here was the take that she had. And then I will give you what I think are some reasons why you should do it. And one of the particular reasons, Bruce, you're in your particular case, why you're getting so many invites and potentially you shouldn't do it. But here's uh, Ashley Carman and what she had to say recently about how this all works. Everyone keeps talking about on Twitter, like, oh, they just invented radio. (laughs) Like, this is the thing. This is like the tweet. If you want to make a snarky tweet, like, 
have you heard of radio? <laughs> and it, but, but, but it is a good point in that NPR employs, you know, full-time producers, editors, hosts, like professionals who do this all day long. Putting together a live show, like this is live right now, this takes planning and work. This isn't something that we can just, maybe if you're really good, get in a room and have some fun and talk about it. Like you guys could do it, obviously. But like, it, you, it, it takes practice and work. So I do think that you're going to have a situation where kind of these haphazard rooms that are just boring and bad kind of fall by the wayside. And then you have the professionals that sort of rise to the top. And that's where you end up with, again, kind of that celebrity content or the professional podcasters who are like, oh yeah, I just put my team on this and we're just doing a live show, but in an app instead of in our podcast. So to your point, particularly Bruce, the reason why somebody would want you on, on Clubhouse is you're already a great storyteller and the people are going to be attracted to want to download and then regularly tune in or, or connect to, I'm not quite sure what the, what the, what the adjective was <laughs> in the movies, uh, to, to listen to you, would, would appreciate if the person who's doing the talking is somebody that understands how to communicate well with voice. Uh, but the flip side also applies uh, in that um, when, when you're on this app, for example, and right now they don't have a, me a means for, for monetizing it, you're effectively going to be pulled into all these rooms. You're going to be asked to give all of these talks and you think, hang on, that, 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 how's that working? How is that helping anything for me? And because this is a, a very new company, I suppose some people are seeing it as an opportunity to network and get noticed. So create a bit of a brand for themselves. And that will work if you're sort of new to the industry. Um, but on the other side, in, in this particular case, Clubhouse has grown because it's appealed to the kind of Silicon Valley hustler, entrepreneur founders in the first place. Uh, and it really got massive um, growth when people like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have actually joined on a clubhouse and started chatting about subjects that are of interest to the Silicon Valley crowd. But the founders uh, themselves, you know, as, as founders go, they're both middle-aged, which is kind of surprising these days. You're usually, you know, straight out of varsity or you drop out of varsity, you start your hip new app that's aimed at much, much younger people, where this actually does seem to have gained traction amongst an older group of people who kind of get how the radio sort of stuff works and that it has more of a, a professional feel to it rather than purely just an entertainment feel. That's not to say that they aren't keen to, to expand it. One of their um, intentions with the app is to say that you, you would join this thing uh, without having to worry about what your house looks like or what you look like, so there's no videos, uh, and find a room that looks interesting where you might either hear more about something you do know something about or something you know very little about, or you might be challenged by a view that doesn't square at all with yours, but that it should be done in such a way that at the end of it, when you turn it off, you feel like I've learned something new. I've, I've, I've expanded my horizons. I know more about my fellow human beings. And again, that is not a million miles away from exactly what radio's stated intention has always been. In fact, before Clubhouse was called Clubhouse, they originally called it talk show. Uh, <laughs> so in that respect, the overlap is, is right there. Mm. And I got to say, uh, and this is maybe a bit of bias, we come from talk radio. We could say, yeah, why would that not be a good idea? And 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 for, for your purposes, uh, just before the news, you were discussing a particular issue with UIF. Now, one of the restrictions you have with broadcast radio is if that isn't something that everybody is interested in right now, you have to restrict how long you can talk about it because if somebody might tune out and say, well, I'm, I'm not interested in UIF, so I won't listen. But if you were uh, also struggling to get something sorted with the UIF, you would want that to last for you know at least a half an hour until you could conclude everything. An app like this allows that to happen. So you'll maybe see an initial reaction to a radio broadcast that says, wow, there was a lot of people who wanted to know more about whatever the subject was. I'm going to, as Bruce Woodfield on Clubhouse, host uh, a, a, a room and, and get to the bottom of this and discuss it a lot further. 
things that I, I'm sure at the moment you're already doing via webinars and other things where, you know, there's video and presentations and that sort of stuff, mm. whereas this now will be audio only. Uh, they do have challenges, though, because it is in a beta, because it is invite only. Um, they have managed to avoid some of the nasty things that come with, you know, just letting the whole world join and troll you and shout and scream and do all the kind of stuff that Zoom found out in the beginning when Zoom rooms were open and all you needed to do was share a link and then people could connect. So they've, they've avoided some of that. But, you know, they, they need to grow. They have grown amazingly. They're over 10 million uh, people are on the platform now. But at some point, when they open it up, for example, to Android, that you can't use it unless you're on iOS, uh, they're going to have that challenge with how do they do moderation. Uh, the, 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 the chats are not recorded. So if something happens in a room and there wasn't a moderator or somebody from the company there to intervene, it's effectively just going to spoil the experience for whoever was there and the company will have very little they can do other than somebody saying, well, Bruce said something that was unkind and so I think you should kick him off the platform without them having a real easy way to do it. And <laughs> I don't, I just, the size I, of their staff, they've got less than 10 at the moment. Yeah, I I wonder if we does if this just doesn't become another noisy echo chamber of self opinionated boredom busters. I don't know. It just, it, it just strikes me as lovely. Lots of empty vessels, lots of noise, um, and you can't get a platform elsewhere. So you go and you know, sit in a room. I think Colney House would like it. Um, you know, for example. Yeah, the, the, there's a there's a radio guy called James Quinlan who, who makes the point about podcasters with the same thing and at the same thing occurred. He talks about uh, two mics, one brain, uh, and that's just people getting together who really shouldn't actually be discussing things outside of this in in private. And that is absolutely true. But as the um, uh, the, the journal there from The Verge was saying, you will start off with a big mess, just like YouTube, just like everything else, uh, and then you'll start seeing people who have skill. Uh, start setting some some base levels in production mm. in terms of quality, et cetera, and things will start improving. Pretty much the way if you listen to student radio, community radio, you know, commercial radio, you'll find grades of excellence and, and production and, and slickness coming through all of those different channels. And the challenge here would be until they find out a method that allows it to, to, to pay the bills, as it were, uh, they're going to be stuck with people sort of just experimenting, doing silly things. But I got to tell you, uh, and, it's, and it's the likes of big venture capitalists who have helped us along, first getting an evaluation of 100 million uh, six months after it launched, and earlier this year, less than a year after this thing was founded, it's now valued at over a billion dollars, thanks to a hundred million dollar investment that was taken by Andreessen Horowitz just recently. So that is absolutely crazy. But what it has also done is having the likes of Twitter and Facebook and Spotify and LinkedIn and all these other very large players in the market already rushing to build their own. And, and there is where I think we may be going to find something quite clever. So Spotify, which does all the music, is looking to say they've just bought one called Locker Room that does sports. They can look to add on artists uh, coming onto that platform, talking to fans about, you know, the albums, the concerts, etc. along with the sports guys, along with podcasters. There was a podcast, pop, quite a popular podcast called How I Built This. That The episode on these founders was recorded during a, a clubhouse room session. So you'll see those sorts of things. I think the best one is probably LinkedIn. It's already a network-based thing, business-based thing. They can arrange these rooms for entrepreneurs to want to connect with each other. They can have uh, industries connect with regulators and businesses connect with those. And I see them probably having the most leverage given the size of their network, the kind of people they already have, and the ability to roll it out in a way that isn't going to be a bunch of noisy people talking nonsense. So that will be the one I'd keep an eye on for how this potentially works. And I don't discount broadcasters themselves saying, hey, here's a way for us to leverage our regular broadcasts and go into sort of some deeper dives or some specialist uh, niche broadcasting that people might want to join in and have a listen to. It's kind of fascinating. It's not that new. The question will be, how do they make money? Ultimately, this is humanity's first 
tech innovation, our voices, and the degree to which we get to use them, I think remains as fascinating now as it was 200,000 years ago when we first went grunt. <laughs> Do tell me, um, so it's worth being a late adopter on this, not an early adopter then? No, I would suggest going go in now to have a look. Uh, but know that there's going to be a lot of change and, and you're probably going to be able to to dip out of this one and, and, and find a, a rival. I'm very keen, as I say, that what, what LinkedIn is doing and the way Spotify can execute it is probably going to uh, give a Clubhouse a run for its money. But between those three, we're going to find a new form of, of how people can connect in these sorts of rooms in the not too distant future. Fabulous. Thank you. Colin Cullis with Business Unusual this evening on The Money Show.